0: Hello and welcome to Crime and Anxiety with Shannon and Chloe. Chloe's my daughter. Shannon's my mother. And we both struggle <laughs> with anxiety. So we thought it'd be fun to have a podcast with our two things that we love. We love crime and we love anxiety and talking we about anxiety. Love anxiety no, but we don't anxiety. No, we don't. We like talking about it a yeah, lot.
1: Yeah, it's good to talk about it. It is,
0: it is. So, we had a podcast before that we kind of did. I had the podcast and I had you on a good bit. And then you didn't want to do it anymore.
1: Well, I was also in school mm-hmm. and working and everything in between, so.
0: But now she has made a commitment.
1: I've made a commitment. We're
0: going to be here every week. Every doing week. Doing some kind of true crime story.
1: A true crime, crime. Okay. We could do a ghost story one week. We
0: could. For Halloween, let's do a ghost story. <laughs> wow. Fun. Okay. Okay, so many themes of shows coming up. So today we want to just mention the George Floyd case situation, the sadness that is all of it. It's just disgusting, sad, terrible, awful. Chloe has had a lot of research that she's done with all this, and she has uh, two links we're going to put in the descriptions. Do you want to describe it?
1: Yeah, um, one of the links is the Black Lives Matter campaign. They're basically using their funds to... Just fund the Black Lives Matter protests. They're they're peaceful protests, obviously. Bailing out black mothers. Bailing out the protesters that didn't do anything wrong. Uh, It's basically just supporting Black Lives Matter in general. And then the other one, if you aren't able to donate money, is a YouTube link to a page. uh, I forgot her name. We'll put it in the description. Um, This awesome woman has made these videos about an hour long that are just full of um, black artists and their music. And if you go through and watch them, they're filled with ads. And if you watch those ads, don't skip them. Don't put your ad block on. Um, Make sure you watch those ads or keep it running. So um, that money goes to the Black Lives Matter campaign as well.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we could never understand what y'all have been through But we stand with you.
1: Absolutely. And we're
0: proud to do so. So we just wanted to acknowledge that. And I hope all of y'all out there will support it. Okay, so today's story. Let me give you the backstory, Chloe. When we lived in Chapin, South Carolina, which is in Lexington County, um, we went to First Baptist Little Tiny Church there. And one day, this lady, Dawn Smith, came to speak to our church. And... Her story blew me away. It was when you were very tiny, so it made me scared. Um, Her sister, Sherry Faye Smith, had been kidnapped in the 80s and murdered, and she came to our church telling her story and how their family got through it, and it was amazing. I bought her book at that uh, church event, and she signed it, and I spoke with her, and I read the book, and it was just so much more shocking than I could have imagined Um, just the story is very weird and sad and awful. Uh, her book is called grace. So amazing. And it is written by Don Smith Jordan, who is the sister of Sherry face Smith, who was kidnapped and the book gets, you know, a lot of detail into these weird phone calls that they received from the guy. And, oh God, it's just so scary. Then, it popped in my head, you know, a couple months ago, so I've decided to email her and just ask her a couple questions. She answered some of them that I'll give at the end of the episode, just about how they got through as a family and all of that, and she was super kind and nice, and then I remembered that way back in the day, there was this movie called Murder in Columbia County, or something like that.
1: Uh, I thought it was called, like, Beauty something. Am I wrong?
0: I think there's been several different titles to tell you the truth, because the one that I looked up said murder in Columbia County or beauty for murder or something. Anyway, I'm
1: thinking beauty because they were in beauty. Yeah, they were in beauty Patents.
0: So anyway, it's, the story of uh sherry faye smith as well now this took place in uh lexington county not columbia county so i don't know why the movie was called columbia county but whatever the movie also focused a lot on the sheriff at the time sheriff metz
1: that was the first we watched the movie separately and then watched some other little documentaries together Mm -hmm. um but the movie focused way too much on the sheriff and like Not on the victims. It was very odd.
0: Yeah. Well, Sheriff Metz was even sheriff when we were living there still. He was still sheriff of Lexington County. I'm sure he's super nice, but the movie did have him playing a big part. Um, I don't know to what extent that's actually true, because then we watched a uh, murder calls episode off of I.D., and it was called The Devil's Voice, and they didn't mention Sheriff Metz at all.
1: They... I think they said they, the
0: sheriff and the police but they yeah, didn't say names
1: uh, they had like several different police forces mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. um yes
0: because it spanned two counties
1: right so
0: and then the last um place I looked was murderpedia where I kind of got the timeline because um, there's lots of different dates okay so it begins in 1985 May 31st Sherry Faye Smith was about to graduate from high school, she's 17 years old, and she had just been to a pool party, like a final fun senior pool party, and she was heading home. So, her dad sees her pull up outside the window, she pulls up to the mailbox, he sees her do that. And then like after a few minutes goes by, she's not coming in the house. He looks back out there, and her car is there, but she's gone. And he's just kind of like, "What? What? Where did she go?" So he goes out there, and the keys are there. Her purse is there. I believe her shoes are there, and he knows immediately something's happened. She didn't just run off. I am trying hard to remember, and I will look this up because it wasn't in the Murder Calls episode, but I think Sherry had some kind of illness because she had some kind of medication, diabetes, that she had to have her medication. And she did not have her medication; it was in her purse. So that's another reason they knew.
1: Do you remember the movie? Yeah, like the the Columbia, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Nobody really like called the sheriff. I might be thinking of this wrong, but like in the movie, I'm thinking nobody called the sheriff for like a day.
0: I think in real life they did right away. They did, but like in
1: the movie, they played. Well, in the movie
0: was like a lifetime movie, so
1: everything's fine i think (laughs) and she's just out there with no no insulin
0: yeah i'm surprised they didn't bring this up in the uh, murder calls episode do you
1: think they put that in just the
0: no i remember reading that in the book too like she definitely no not for fun i don't think they have (laughs) for fun but i think that was one of the reasons they knew something was wrong because she didn't the medication was in her purse and she didn't have extra medication
1: or was it a heart medication
0: no, I don't know. Y'all, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I totally <laughs> should have looked that up because I feel like I know this. But anyway, so that was that um, they know something's wrong. They call the sheriff. The sheriff is evidently good friends with the family. And so they are out there right away. They set up a mobile command center, like mm-hmm. it's it, where these houses are. So this is out in Lexington County, like even out towards maybe prosperity and all that area. And from living out there for a time. We know how far apart the houses are. So yeah. it's kind of country area. So they're able to set up a command post in their front field.
1: Which isn't common. I feel like in a lot of missing persons mm. cases, they don't take that much authority. They and always
0: think that they just ran yeah, away. Yeah,
1: I know. And even though they did hit that point, they were like, oh, could she have run away? As soon as, like, No.
0: No. She didn't just leave her car purse and all that there. But
1: there's other stories like in the 90s where Mm -hmm. girls will go missing and they're like, "Mm, she probably was just, she just left. Yeah.
0: No. And just so everyone knows, and Chloe and I have talked about this before, if we ever go missing, I promise you I didn't just run off. I am too much of a homebody. I'm very high maintenance so I will not just be running off without any of my accoutrement my weighted blanket (laughs) my my heating pad and all of my things that I have just to go to sleep at night I won't be going anywhere so you will know that something is wrong
1: I wouldn't now but when I was younger
0: oh my god y'all she totally would have
1: I totally would have
0: she was so mean to me when she was younger (laughs) I don't know about that okay she's so much nicer now (laughs) (laughs) All right. Back to the story. So they start looking for her. They have hundreds and hundreds of community members come out and just walk around everywhere looking for her and they don't hear from her. And this is where it gets weird. So we actually just watched the murder calls episode. This man who took her calls the family many, many times basically just to torment them he keeps saying i'm gonna bring her back she's fine just have an ambulance waiting and here's where we're gonna be and again and again and just tortures this family thinking that they're gonna get her back
1: yeah it was really gross he also says i know we'll hit this phone call in a little bit but he Mm -hmm. also says that they're one like all the time he's Mm -hmm. like we're one. Me and her are one. Yeah. We've it's really one. bizarre. Yes. Um,
0: it's it's bizarre. So I know um, in the movie, it says that they got a couple of like prank ransom calls at first that didn't turn out to be true. But three days after the abduction, they get the first call from this guy. Wait.
1: Who? The,
0: exactly. Who, who the, sucks so much that they're going to what? prank yeah. It, it was
1: rank of ransom call? Yeah,
0: they called and said we want uh, whatever um, thousands trash. of dollars if you and it ended up being Bl- I think gross. it ended up being a teenager or something. It was uh, yeah, that's just don't do that. That's terrible. Um,
1: that should be like common sense.
0: That should be illegal. You should get in legal I think trouble. I you do. I'm sure now, but I don't know in the 80s I have no uh, idea. The, the 80s. 80s were crazy. I don't know. Yeah, the 80s were weird. Um <laughs> So the three days after the abduction, they get the first call from this guy. And he says, I have Sherry. Uh, he said what she had on at the time. And he says, y'all will receive a letter in the mail from Sherry. So they go out, they intercept the letter, and they get what is titled her last will and testament. And Where did they find that? So sad. They they intercept it in the mail. like He mailed it oh so they okay. go off to the mail person intercept they look through a bunch of mail and they get the letter and, and
1: the recordings of like they have the like real recordings of him saying mm-hmm. like what she's wearing and it is the grossest mm-hmm. like her little yellow bikini like ugh, no. no i
0: hate this guy so much i hate him hate in my heart for this guy um the will and testament was just broke my heart it's like please don't mourn me for too long make something positive come out of this i'm ready to go home and be with god and be with my father please don't be upset it it's just heartbreaking and terrible so they get it they um agree it's her handwriting so they know it's from her um the second call comes in they have put a trace on it and this is when they start recording everything and they keep trying to trace it they trace it they get to this pay phone he's gone this happens a bunch of times. Yeah. Um. Finally he calls. And he says. Uh. He's tormented. Forgive me for what I have done. But Sherry and I are physically. Mentally. Spiritually. And emotionally. One. Our souls are one. We are one. These are the words he says again and again and again. It's totally crazy. What? Mm-hmm.
1: Like why? <sighs> I don't know.
0: Absolutely not. No. I hate him. Um. So he calls and talks with her mom a lot, but he also talks to her sister Dawn a lot. Um, I read in the book that he had told Dawn he meant to take her. Um, Even though we find out in this documentary we watched that he happened to see Sherry after the pool party, and that's what spurred him on to take her. Um, But in the calls, he tells Dawn, I wanted you.
1: I thought in the in the movie mm-hmm. they made it seem like he had been watching her it was really focused on the pageant mm-hmm. and that he want, right. like saw her in the pageant and like fell in love with her and then tried to take her and then took um Sherry by accident. Yeah,
0: that's what it said in the book too. So we don't know for sure what his thing this is just he's he's crazy. His whole point of everything was to really torment this family.
1: Even though he's and usually these guys are really manipulative and try to make themselves sound sorry and emotional. But in, um, I looked up some of the recordings of like the actual, mm-hmm. what's it called, trial
0: mm-hmm. and he's gross. Oh, he's, uh, he's nasty, y'all. Uh, he's a nasty person for sure. Um, so finally he calls and he gives directions to, I think they think they're going to find her live, but ultimately he's giving directions to to find her body Um, they do find her body because it's South Carolina and y'all we can even tell you right now we are only in June and it is muggy and hot already and that's how it was then and so the decomposition of the body was so that they couldn't tell if she was sexually assaulted um, from things that we have heard and calls that were made that they didn't show on the documentary he definitely did assault. How her. he
1: described <laughs> yeah. it, and the fact that they could tell on the other girl, right? Um, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, that she was sexually assaulted. I I, I can't imagine, mm-hmm. which is awful that um, Sherry didn't get sexually assaulted, which makes it so much worse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Not to have that closure for her family. It's upsetting. It and is. But
0: they did say it was strangulation. Great. So yeah, I know. It's just oh god guy sucks okay so they find her they have her funeral um the phone rings right when they get home from the funeral and it's a collect call from that man to dawn and it says will you um, accept a collect call from sherry and she says yes of course and he's on there saying like the break of day dawn dawn and Oh, my God, it's awful. I just, it's, he's just playing with them and tormenting them. Um, He speaks to Dawn about how he killed Sherry. He tells her exactly how he did it. He did it, he says he wrapped her head with duct tape all the way from top to bottom. He said he gave her a choice on whether or not to be suffocated or shot. Oh God! She wanted disgusting. to be. I don't think that's true. I don't either. I think everything he said this whole time was, is just just, just bull. bull. He's messing with them. He's he's a disgusting person. Can you imagine person.
1: getting home from mm-hmm. your sister's from the funeral, funeral, trying and you know the police have to advise you to be on the lookout, not even being able to mourn. You have no. to look out for this man that may have killed your sister, um, and then you get home and get a call from. Your sister—that's really the gross man. Oh, I
0: hate, I hate, hate him. So they trace that call. They miss him again. This guy's smart. He doesn't evidently leave any fingerprints at the the uh, payphone. Which, I mean, there's probably like thousands of fingerprints on yeah. that payphone. This is back in the '80s where we all used payphones all the time. I can't even imagine how disgusting that is now. Ew. Uh, Especially in today's day of coronavirus with the payphones. Oh my gosh, it's so gross. (laughs) I don't even think about it. Um, Okay, that's our dog jumping down. She's not being a good co host. Lemon, lay down. Be a good girl. Okay, so he goes silent for a little bit. They don't get any phone calls. Then, two weeks to the day from Sherry's kidnapping, this man strikes again in Richland County which is about one county over from Lexington. They're real close. He abducts a nine-year-old girl. He takes off with her in broad daylight.
1: He just runs in the yard
0: and, and runs in the yard. Neighbors off. saw him. Neighbors saw him take her and ran over to get the dad. And they were like, hey, this guy just took your kid out of the front yard. And they tried to chase him down and they couldn't find him. This little sweet girl's name was Deborah Mae Helmet. Um, she is described as being a little mama. She wants to be a teacher and she grows up. She's very good with her siblings and just very bright and sunshiny and it breaks my heart and I want to die. This is <laughs> absolutely awful. It was I so sad. It. The
1: way they describe, it. well, mm-hmm. they do that with everybody. Mm-hmm. They describe these people that have died in such a good light, but I mean, she was so, so cute. So oh gosh, it obviously it so was just so like amazing and sweet
0: so after he takes her um this sweet little family didn't have a lot of money so at the time they did not have a phone line in their home so instead he calls the smith family again asks to speak specifically with dawn again and talks about this girl that he's taken and ultimately gives directions to her body to dawn and they find this little sweet child murdered it's it's unreal it's really unreal and it felt bad for dawn because like in the book i think she was holding out hope that she wasn't able to save her sister this is the way she could save this little girl and she wasn't able to do it obviously it wasn't her fault he's killing them within the first date anyway how
1: was like i can imagine she had a lot of ptsd from mm-hmm, all of this mm-hmm. how was like mental health wise like were she, people uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming she had to have a ton of therapy. I mean,
1: I'm asking you because you lived in the 80s, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chloe, in the, or the 80s, 90s, I was born. in elementary school and very oh. little. Well,
1: okay. 84, I was five years old. Never mind then. I was just going to ask, I don't know, like, how mental health... Um, worked back then. I know
0: for a fact that my mom had therapy after I was born like counseling and stuff so I know there was it may not have been as as openly talked about as today but I would think as a parent you definitely want your kid to have after all this I would I would need it you know so um he also calls Dawn and tells her God wants you to join Sherry Faye you can't be protected all the time just threatening her basically that he's going to come get her. And then they're all going to be one again. It's so gross. Um, so now they're, they have to find this guy and they go back to Sherry's letter that she wrote the last will and Testament. They do this process on it that finds indented impressions to get information That would have been, like, in sheets above that paper pressed down from other writings. Which is... That's amazing. I literally would have never thought of that. Me neither. It was so cool. So, they find a telephone number. Almost the whole number. One number off. And then, somehow, through trial and error, they find this number. Uh, It leads to a number in Alabama. uh, David Shepard. He answers. They're like, hey, do you have any... Thing in South Carolina that you're related to or anything like that he said yeah my parents live in Saluda which Saluda is in the same area as uh, Lexington County um, Richland County Saluda Shoals Park Chloe and I have been to before for lots of different school events so uh, his parents live in Saluda these people it's so sad because they're older and the police are banging on their door at 10 o'clock at night get out we got to talk to you and he's like of course I'll do anything yeah, to do it was like- so sad yeah. Um, his name is Ellis Shepard, and he says, "No, we've been traveling for the past bunch of weeks, so also, they have he was alibis." Like a wonderful, yeah. old man. He was like sweet old man. So he definitely didn't do this, right? Um, and they said, "Well, we're gonna play you this voice because they had the, the recordings. Do you recognize this voice?" And he, what does he say? He says, was "Uh, like, oh gosh, what does he say? Hold on, maybe I have it written down." Ah, he goes. A dirty SOB, and he knew right who it was. It was Larry Jean Bell, who he had hired to do odd jobs around his house, also house-sit for the time that they were gone. So Larry Jean Bell had used mm-hmm. the house, had a key to his house, and was able to, to ultimately take these girls there to kill them. Ew, Which wow. can you imagine you get somebody to house sit Absolutely and then you not. find out these girls have been murdered at your house?
1: Couldn't. I couldn't.
0: Oh my mm-hmm. heavens, no. So
1: he didn't live there then. So he, he didn't live
0: there, but he was house sitting for them during this time. So on the counter is this notepad, and they are able to see where Sherry Fay had written. That the indentions were still there from her, right? It was just sitting on the counter. They also so find hairs around the house that matched Sherry Sherry's, Faye's. But not the little girl. Not they the didn't little find girl. But they, they presume that she was there anyways. Um, oh God, it just makes me ill. It makes me ill. So Larry Jean Bell, 35 years old at this time, former military, um, kicked out of the military, had it already served time. Attempted abduction of a of a girl, and then also obscene calls That's to a ten year old girl. He'd already served time, so good old Ellis Shepard, whose house Larry Jean was uh, house sitting for, they set up a, a sting. He tells them like I've got to, I've got money to give you. I've got to pay you for when you were here or something. Come down here at this time. The police are waiting, and they get that bastard. I hate him. I hate him. He's also
1: really gross looking. He's like. Got a big old beer belly. Oh yeah, beard. Yes, connect ill, greasy, Mm-mm. mofo.
0: Don't like him. He was charged with kidnapping and murder of both Sherry Face Smith and Deborah May Helmick. He was convicted to death by electric chair. He was put to death on October fourth, nineteen ninety six, in South Carolina. And during the trial, he was a creepy little weirdo and kept <laughs> spouting things off during his six hour long uh, questioning and testimony. He would say random things, but then he would say, I would like to ask Don Smith to marry me. I yeah. believe we were supposed to be together. God told me. Mm-mm.
1: I hate when people. I can only
0: imagine the judge was like, shut it. I would shut uh, it down. I can't believe Don had to sit through that. That breaks my heart. Oh, but they were there. They were there the whole time because, of course, you know, you want to know everything that happened. You want to know that this man is being put away. You're trying to get answers to find closure. I I just, I can't, I can't even fathom. So I found this, um, I think this was on Murderpedia. So this says, Belle kidnapped 17-year-old Sharon Sherry Faye Smith at gunpoint from the end of her driveway and Platt Sp- Springs Road on May thirty first, nineteen eighty. This is nineteen eighty five. I might have said four earlier. Her car was found running with the door open. Her body was later found in Saluda County. He then kidnapped ten year old Deborah May Helmick near Old Percival Road in Richland County, South Carolina. Bell was also a suspect in the nineteen eighty four disappearance of Sandy Elaine Cornett from Charlotte, North Carolina. Cornett was a girlfriend of one of Bell's co workers, but they never could connect the crimes. It makes me ill, Chloe. And, you know, Chloe often <laughs> wonders why. I'm so paranoid all I the do time. not wonder
1: why. How, I know why. When,
0: even the, she has graduated high school, you know, working like 18 years old, doing it. A woman. She can, she's a strong, proud woman. I'm an independent woman. How many woman. times do I text you? Even when you're out on a date or if something.
1: If I don't have my phone like on, I will get at least 20 calls. Like mm-hmm. just back to back to back to back from from mom. Mm. Just asking where, where I I'm at. I just need to know she's
0: not being kidnapped.
1: I'm not usually. <laughs>
0: or ever, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Okay, so like I said, I had emailed um, Dawn a while back. Like this was months ago. And asked if she would answer a few questions, and uh, she was kind enough to answer. So I asked, I would love to know how you were able to get through those phone conversations with Larry Jean Bell. It had to be like literally talking to the devil. It's absolutely horrifying to even imagine how hard this was. And she said, it was truly only by the grace of God that I could talk to the man who ultimately took my sister's life and threatened mine as well. I had a job to do, keep him on the phone for as long as possible so the calls could be traced and hopefully get Sherry back and capture him. That was my mission and focus. As I look back, I really believe it was only because God enables us to do what we cannot do on our own, and he gave me the strength to endure those horrific phone calls. I would, And then I asked, I would also love to share with my listeners how or our listeners, how you got past everything that happened. How are you able to forgive and move on? Because that was another big thing is she came, you know, she says she had to forgive him in she order to move on. such an
1: inspirational She's woman. Amazing, like, strong. I, oh my gosh, amazing.
0: Uh, she wrote, uh, forgiveness is a choice to hand over the responsibility of justice to God and leave it there. Does it doesn't make the offense all right. But it makes you all right. Forgiveness was as much as me being able to move on in life as well as it was to answer his request for my forgiveness. Now, I think he did request it from her. He wrote Mm -hmm. her a letter. Uh, C.S. Lewis said to be a Christian is to forgive the inexcusable because Jesus had already forgiven the inexcusable in us. I will never forgive anyone more than God has already forgiven me. We forgive as we have been forgiven. It is really that simple. And the one that forgives is ultimately set free. I love that because she's saying, you know, she had to let it go. She had to forget. Right. She didn't forget. She didn't love him or like hang around mm-hmm. with him or write letters back Oof. and forth all the time. But she had to move on and let it go. And I mean, ultimately, he he's paying his price now. I guarantee you. Um, so Dawn's website, if you ever want to check it out, she's a very inspirational speaker. She sings. That was one big thing. And we didn't go over this earlier that Dawn and her sister, Sherry, sang a lot in church, and they were really good friends as well they as sisters. Were so cute.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a video in the documentary we watched yeah. of them singing together <sighs> with it. their big, fluffy 80s hair, yes. and it was so oh, it's amazing. cute. amazing.
0: 80s here is awesome. They were so pretty and so yeah. cute. And they sang amazing, by the way. Amazing. And then um, I think they both participated in pageants as well, but Dawn yeah. really did more of the pageant Dawn things. did a lot of pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, so her website is dawnsmithjordan.com. So www.dawnsmithjordan.com. And um, I'll put it in the show notes as well.
1: Does she still sell books? Her books? Yeah,
0: she does books. Go get she, her books. Um, she goes to speak at different places all around.
1: I would love to hear her speak. I'm so sad I was a little You were tiny, tiny baby.
0: baby. Maybe we could go sometime. She always Should. talks near us. She comes to Charleston.
1: That's, I think that's really That'd cool. That'd be cool.
0: Um, and thank you for listening to our new podcast, Crime and Anxiety. You can follow us on Instagram at Crime and Anxiety, Twitter at Crime and Anxiety, and I don't think I have anything else. You can follow my Instagram. Yeah, follow Chloe's Instagram. It's Chloe Diana. Diana. Mm -hmm. Um, Chloe's got tons of followers.
1: I mean, she's pretty awesome. Not to toot (laughs) my own. She's an influencer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I. I've been getting pretty political on there lately, so oh
0: god. Okay, so maybe don't go. No, there do it you, or do if you want to get do political. It. Do it. I'm not getting political on the show, but uh, hey, if you want to go on her Instagram and get some political juice flowing, go ahead. Get it going. Get it going. But um, we are excited to keep going with all this, and we're going to talk more, you know, in different episodes about our anxiety. And truly, we were being flippant about it earlier, joking, but it's actually we really struggle with it. But we do like to talk about it a good bit, so. You know, you could always write us on social media or DMs. What is give it? Give us um, the DMs. Yeah. God, I'm old. I'm real old, y'all.
1: Um, She's not that old, DM. But you can <laughs> always leave us a review or yeah. DM us if you have any ideas for what you want to hear next. Absolutely,
0: give us suggestions mm-hmm. and uh, definitely leave a five star review. On Apple Podcasts, especially, that really helps the show grow, and we will appreciate it.
1: Only five star reviews. Keep your mouth shut if you don't like it. Hey,
0: no need to get mean. If you don't like our show, then just don't listen to it. Definitely don't leave a mean review. You're gonna make us cry. We have anxiety. We have anxiety. We struggle. And if you write something (laughs) mean, we will crumble into a depression, and it will be your fault.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna manipulate you into giving us a five star review. Exactly. So thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot. No, we love (laughs) y'all. And
0: um, we can still use our old tagline and say, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay safe. In our South Carolina draws. All right. Bye.
1: Bye.